What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. I said it two brothers, but this is different this time. Chris is here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> and Rich is the one that he's with family right now. So, man, Chris, this is your first time. Without... First time? This is my first time recording without Rich. It's, wow. It's, well, it's that's actually, Rich all of ours. It is. Rich is the only person who hasn't missed an episode. You haven't missed any episodes, Jack. Except for me. Except for Milk. Yeah. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, cartoons, comic books, and more. Oops. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pierce, and we got Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, how was your week? What are you doing? What are you reading? What are you playing? What's going on? Well, I joined the uh, COVID club this last week. Uh, club COVID exclusive. Yeah. Man. I was rough for a couple of days. I, I'm not going to lie. It sucked. Um, I'm glad to be out of it now. Uh, eager to get back to some semblance of life. My yeah. birthday is tomorrow. It is. It is. I am, uh, which I'm really glad to have a clean bill of health leading into my birthday because I plan on jumping out of an airplane tomorrow. Really Are you serious? Yeah. You Are you know, ah! I'm jumping. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. So, um, so I've got a standing tradition of trying to, you know, do something new, experience something new on my birthdays, go somewhere new, and uh, wasn't really inspired this year. It's been a, it's been a, it's been an odd year for me, um, without getting into any great detail on it. But uh, so I wasn't really inspired for my birthday this year. I was actually kind of depressed about it, and uh, I was prompted to get off my butt and do something, and I didn't want to force a trip. And I kept coming back to this idea, kind of always been interested. I mean, Superman flies. It's not really flying, but it could be Buzz Lightyear style. Falling with style. Falling with style. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm jumping out of an airplane. What my week's been like, I have watched, uh, I watched Sonic 2, which was great. Yes. Okay. Okay. I finished reading uh, Watson and Holmes, that Mm -hmm. comic book I showed you guys. Man, it's, I was so happy about it. And uh, so I went back and I watched uh, Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes, Jude Law, Robert Downey Jr. That's such a fun movie. So, wait, is that is that a one-off? Or is there another volume to that comic? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm actually starting volume two right now. Okay, okay there, we go. there we go. I'm not sure how many volumes there are of it. That's really kind of been my week. I've been playing my Mega Man game. Did right you play Elder? Did you play Elder or Ring? Elden Ring. No, Elden I'm thinking Ring. maybe in the next year of my life, I'll get around to some of that. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Chris, what's up with you? I have actually been doing a little bit of gaming. Yeah, I know. And more than 15 minutes. Hey! I've been, <laughs> I've been playing uh, uh, Halo Infinite. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's pretty good. I haven't played online because we talked about when you're a casual gamer, what happened when you get online? But just get bodied left and right, <laughs> like crazy, like crazy. But I've been just been playing the campaign, going through the missions, and blah blah blah. It's good, not great, but it's just fun to play a game. Mm-hmm. They can shoot stuff and blow stuff up. Yes, man. Yeah. Yes, especially when you get that time, like you can just sit and play. Yep, dude. Yep. Dude, I'm envious. Did you ever show Sebastian the old uh, Batman series? No, I did not. And you know what? Now that you bring it up, uh, my wife has to do some. Uh, she has to work, so some one-on-one time. I will show him. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the reaction. For I'm show. very curious. Yeah, I feel like he should love it, but I don't know. Oh, we did watch Dark Knight Returns Part One and Part Two. And oh, then he, was and it cartoon? 
It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. Say, yeah. Yeah. And he said it was a banger. Exact of words. Of course. Then, then he might not like the 1966 Batman series. With super gritty. He's like, why is he dancing? <laughs> why is he doing the Batusi? Why is he doing the Batusi? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. Uh, you're raising him up right, Chris. You're I'm doing my best, man. Um, for me, I've been jumping in this. I finished Moon Knight as well, Jack, and I agree. I thought it was really good. I didn't know how they were going to wrap it up, but they, well, they did. Oh, yeah. I keep wanting to say something, no, but I can't. No spoilers. We'll save, it. Nah, we'll save it. We'll save it. At one point, I will say, I'm like, y'all got to finish in the next episode. Like, how are you going to tie this together? Yeah. And they kind of do. And yeah, they worked it out. You worked it out. But I've been reading this simultaneously, this uh, Moonlight graphic novel that I, I think I showed you guys. I picked it up uh, maybe a month ago. And it's literally like this, they, they pulled so much from the show from this. It's crazy. Nice. Um, but in this, it's not funny. It doesn't have that kind of Disney levity to it. So it's like it's heavy. He's in the site, he's in the asylum, and it's heavy. And he and honestly, as you're reading it, you're unsure as a reader, what is Mark seeing and what is he not seeing? What's real and what's not real the whole way through. <laughs> um, it's really good. Highly recommend it. It's the Moon Knight. You got Lemire, Smallwood, Belair. It's uh it's a collection of the 2016 issues, 1 through 14. Highly recommend that. This joint's fire. I can't wait to actually finish it. But I'm halfway through, which I'm pretty impressed. I'm halfway through a comic graphic novel, Chris. There you go. Man, uh, what else did I do? This is adjacent, but I, I finished Ozark. Well, it's not adjacent, but it took yeah, up time. It's a good time. Don't say anything. I haven't watched it yet. But it wasn't a banger is what I want to know. It's a banger? I can't, I can't say. Did you enjoy it? What do you want me to say? He just yeah, wants to say yes or no. Yes or no. It's one of those experiences, as Ozark is, you can watch one episode of Ozark and you're like, did you enjoy it? And you're like, no, I had anxiety the entire time. Yeah, I don't know you if can't, And you can't, and I'm sorry, you can't watch this one episode. No, yeah. It's, 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 it's a highly, it pulls you in. You go on the journey. Do you feel good when the credits are rolling? I can't. I can't tell you. So enjoying enjoy is hard. But did it did it, it invoke the reaction and some it invoked some kinds of feelings? Absolutely. Performances okay. are incredible. Absolutely. I mean Bateman's killing it, Lenny's killing it. The performance across the board just incredible. It's all there. Without going too much of a tangent, Bateman went from this goofball yo to like oh my god. He's dude. still he's still like him, but he's, in a so much human. it's just so crazy how it's he's like so human in this. He's a master. This He's is, a, but this is by far the best thing I've ever seen him in. See, I, I would argue that because he does the same exact thing in a different genre in Arrested Development. Arrested Development's best. Yeah, He's, a straight, the, he's a straight guy. Yes, yeah, and, but episode one, season one, Ozark. There's a moment with Jason Bateman and, and where he's standing at the ledge when they jump out of the car right at the end of this season. He's kind of looking out over everything and he has this moment. And I knew at that moment that I was going to love everything the series had to throw at me. And it's his thing. It's his project. You directed, you're supposed to direct all the episodes in season one. I think he wasn't able to because he's also in every scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? It could be a little great. challenging. Oh, he's great, man. And, and it is adjacent because he was freaking Teen Wolf 2, which is kind of horror, which is kind of superhero. So it works. It fits. It's cool. You're really stretching. Hey, man, that's what I do. Chris! Oh, hey. I got a question for you, man. Well, what's that, Lawrence? Where does Black Panther stay when he's in New York? 
Where does Black Panther stay when he's in New York? His Wakanda. I see what you did, and I'm glad Rich is not here because he would have hated that. Yes, it's not. Jack, you can hate all you want, but you're outnumbered. (sighs) Hey, I got a question for you, Lawrence. Yes. Do you know who Thor's favorite musician is? Hmm, Jack. Who's Thor's favorite musician? MC Hammer. That's a banger. Chris gave you the fingers. <laughs> Jack, you've been sitting on that for how long? Uh, about a week. My brother gave it to me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and you know what his favorite song is? It's Hammer Time. Sorry. I just had a shelf on me. Well done, Jack. Wait, 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 wait. Jack, let me ask you something. How do superheroes prepare their dinner? How do superheroes prepare their dinner? They save the food first. <laughs> I'm so Rich has to listen to all this because he would be. This is awful. This is what Rich gets for not being on the show. His eyes would roll in the back of his head. They're gonna so roll all there, right? Like it'll come back around. Oh, uh, that was for you, Rich. Uh, you know what? I have something for Rich too. Ooh. Today I am wearing, and uh, this was a birthday present from a friend, but uh-huh. it's also. Naruto t-shirt eating ramen. That's Rich's favorite. Joygasming all over the place. Jack. Yep. So this is in honor of Rich. I wore this shirt. Dang. Is this was is this what you guys did when I missed? No, we don't do anything when you go. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, damn. Celebrating. Man, oh wow. Wow. Tough crap. Um, let's go down the street, make it left at the light, turn at the corner, and we'll be at the collector's corner. Going <laughs> tail time. You know how to get there, Lawrence? I don't know. I got a little lost on the way. <laughs> Here at the Collector's Corner, we take something out of our toy shelf, something out of our video game case, something out of our bookshelf, and showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental, which you guys got. I'm showing two things today. My family sent me a little care package because my birthday's coming up, and my mom threw this toy in the thing. It is oh, shoot. the mask. Ah. The Jim Carrey's mask from the animated series. That's when you saw Cameron Diaz. Yeah, he's he's in full wolf. And there's like, you know, I think six you could collect in the back. Probably had the majority of them. Y'all can't see this, but it's unopened. It's on card. It's mint condition. Well, I wouldn't call it mint, but it is in, uh, it's it's in condition. It is on open. Yeah. That's true. So you're looking at the... So the fun thing about the mask series is uh, Jim Carrey's character found the Loki mask which was just insane and uh, basically let all his ids and imagination run rampant. So in this moment, he is, he looks like a giant uh, wolf, like googly eyes. His eyes are need a reboot of the mask, but like, but not, but like, like the Jim Carrey. We can't, you're not going to do the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Might as well go the other direction with it, which is closer to the comics actually. So my local comic book shop is the Krusty Bunker, which was uh, Neil Adams' Krusty Bunker. And I had a, a handful of comics I always wanted to try to get signed by the guy. And I never had the opportunity, sadly. But I was able to – they recently released a new version of The World's Finest. Mm. His comic book shop was doing a promotion where you could have him sign a showcase volume. So here's my certificate of authentication. And here is my signed 
Neil Adams, Superman, Batman, wow, world's That's finest, dope showcase comic. That's awesome. It's it's wow. like the big volume of all the old stuff, right? So he did the art for that. Sick, man. That's a good. That's a freaking good find, Jack. Yeah, I was pretty pretty stoked about it when I got it. Signed from his store, dude. I got that a few months back, so the timing was, I guess, good. Bad, mm-hmm. but good, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up with you, Chris? What you got? So, Jack, I apologize in advance. I only check my mail like once every two weeks. So, <laughs> I don't want to know you think I'm an ungrateful jerk. But our very own shot of milk, because you guys know how I feel about Venom. We do know how you got feel about Venom. Awesome, awesome, awesome Venom figure. And you know what? Usually Sick. I open up everything, but I don't... Uh, most of my figures are McFarlane or just regular run-of-the-mill figures. I don't have any of these high-end Japanese figures. Yeah. So I'm really torn on what to do and how to treat this. Because you know I want to open it up, and you don't want to finger it. Just do it right. But <laughs> Wow, just do it right. <laughs> but it's, so, it's so awesome. It's so detailed, and it's very, very much appreciated. So either in the box or out of the box, it's finding a way into my case very, very, very soon. And awesome. thank you so much. And you got to keep the box either way. Yeah, no, if, if I do, that's what, so that's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to open it, play with it, and then put it back in the box. <laughs> I can't handle Chris. I just can't handle <laughs> But thank you, Jack. This, is, Jack. this thing is freaking awesome. You're awesome, welcome, man. Awesome. Happy 50th. Thank you. Happy 50th. Oh, man. man. Uh, my find it was in a it was in the box, but I couldn't help myself. I had to take it out and set it up. So we're gonna go on a little field trip. I'm just gonna grab my laptop and we're gonna go over here. So I've been asking Chris, talking to him a lot about his Batcave, McFarlane Batcave. Yes, and while I was in Arizona, together just for Lawrence. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You had it for like two months. Um, <laughs> I found one in Arizona. My wife and I went on vacation, and I couldn't help but set this bad boy up. Ooh, nice, McFarlane. Bat Cave with my Mattel Batman figures. The better Batmobile, hands down. But this way is the... too big for this cave. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at mine now too. Yeah, but but this is the Adam West Bat Cave. Yes, the 1966 Bat Cave sold by McFarlane, and it goes really well with the Mattel figures. The scales are weird on that, so just know that even if you get the McFarlane Batmobile, it's still going to be too big. But as a display, that just sit there, it's freaking dope. So I was so on the fence with that, but so happy I got that. Good for you. I'm glad you copped it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. This isn't really news, but I figure like Chris might like to hear this. It's not really news. I mean, it's news. But it's kind of news. It's kind of news. Um, Michelle Williams, who was the love interest in um, Venom, in Venom 2, and she kind of became Lady Venom in Venom 2. Venom. Venom. She is an accomplished, amazing actress. And she said that she loves Venom because to play someone who is possessed by a symbiote and then do all the physicality and all that stuff, she's like, that's taking her to another level in her acting. And... She's done so much amazing dramatic work. And to hear someone of that caliber say this superhero movie is forcing her to use her imagination in ways. And then she said, it's Venom that's it's taking Venom. her to the next level. Figure, Chris, you might want to hear that, man. Venom I is mean, changing people's I'm, lives. I am not surprised. That is the magic that is Venom. 
That is the magic. That is Venom. I was thinking about that watching Moon Knight. I was like, man, Dude. Oscar Isaac is killing it. And then the, yeah. the other girl at the end when she yes, was, when know, she was like, she was having those scenes. It was so much, so great. Ethan Hawke, man. I mean, oh, Ethan Hawke's just. I mean, did I tell you about my Ethan Hawke experience? No. So I used to work in New York. I worked at the group theater a lot, like a lot, a lot. I did so many productions with them as a carpenter. And for those of you who don't know, Ethan Hawke is one of like the resident main members of the group theater, right? Uh, the new group, I'm sorry, new group on 41st at Theater Row. And so one day I'm getting there mad early at like eight, eight o'clock in the morning to start the work call. And I open the door and I see Ethan Hawke standing right there. And I instantly recognize him, but I don't recognize him as Ethan Hawke. I recognize him just as someone who I'm, I know and I'm friends with, that I'm very mm -hmm. familiar with. So I was like, what's up, man? Now, this is the first time I'm ever actually meeting Ethan Hawke, though. I've never met him in my life uh, until that point. Later, I met him a few more times. He's the nicest guy, great artist. But in that moment, I had endowed all this history and experience that I never actually had with the man onto the man in a very casual, what's up, man, greeting. Oh, he was like, shoot. hey, what, what's up, man? That's dope. And it wasn't until I was like walking up the stairs away from him that I was like, wait, that, that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I don't know Ethan Hawke. Just greeted him like I work with him every day. That's a testament to an actor able to connect with you in such a way you feel like you know him when you don't. Like, I, like. I know you. That, that that's art, man. That's what art does, dude. Um, Sam Raimi says he won't direct a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie because Tobey Maguire would break his neck. He said that in an interview, you know, because he said like with the success and everything going on with Doctor Strange, would he do it if he was approached? And that's what he said. And it made me think hey, that'd be kind of weird, right? To to come in to direct a reboot and you have to leave all of the things that inspired you about Spider-Man behind you because you can't bring in what you did with Toby here, but that's mm. how you see the character. That'd be such a mind twist to like right? be part, but also you're not rebooting the franchise. You're jumping in yeah, to like the I mean, fourth it is, one. It is very continued at this point, the way they all, it all interwove. But that that's also a testament to the craft and just like, just like talking about Michelle and, Oscar Isaac and these people where you got to pivot, but maintain, mm. you know? And I guess you're right. Since it's interwoven, his influence wouldn't feel weird yeah. within the universe now. Sam, take that money, man. Um, Batman unburied, dethroned Joe Rogan for the number one spot on Spotify. Batman is cleaning up in every freaking medium. I have yet to listen to it, but this podcast is killing the game. David Goyer, who was part of the writers on the Dark Knight series, as well as uh, Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. And Winston Duke, it's Black Batman. You don't know it's Black Batman, but it's Black Batman. Winston Duke, who played M'Baku in Black Panther, is voicing Batman in this. So this is, I got to jump in on this, man. This looks crazy. The CW is bringing the axe to everything. We talked about how Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow were canceled. Now... They got rid of Legacies, which is a continuation of the Vampire Diaries. So for the first time in 13 years, a show that's not connected to Vampire Diaries will not be on the CW. For the first wow. time in 13 years, they canceled that. They can't, Naomi got canceled the, wow. the, you know, after the first, first right season. Right away. Yo, 
They are clean. Um, I think the 4400s canceled. They're cleaning shop over there. And like the Flash and Superman and Lois are the only things left as far as superhero content in the Arrowverse. So like, is this the end of the Arrowverse? But CW has ordered uh, Gotham Knights and the Winchester series. Winchester is going to be a prequel to Supernatural. So I can't tell if they're doubling down in this genre or cleaning house. The sad part is all the shows that got canceled, they got canceled in the season they're in. So there's no finale for some of these shows. Maybe some shows were able to rework this season finale into a finale, but for some of them, it's just going to be a cliffhanger and you'll just never know. Never ever know. Yo, see, and CW might be getting sold apparently as well. The whole Discovery Warner Brothers thing is causing a lot of, I think, questions and CW might be sold off. Interesting. I'm curious to see what they do with the with their DC properties and how they expand on that, and you know whether they're gonna make more shows that I just won't watch. Well, the f- <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was ruthless. That, that was that was cold blooded. Let's, let's jump into some toys, man. For those of you who are McFarland toys collectors and you collect the DC toys and you're tired of crowbars and baseball bats and swords, yes, I am. McFarland is coming out with a munitions pack that has all the guns you will need. He couldn't have it come out under the DC banner because they don't want that, but he can do it under his own Just McFarlane, but they will fit every seven inch bigger. Used to be batteries sold separately. Now it's toys. <laughs> yep, guns sold separately. Yo, inflation's crazy, man. You're paying, we're paying extra for a guns pack because the guy with guns doesn't have guns when he's when you spent $25 <laughs> on that. But I love pack. how specific this gun pack is. Like you can almost instantly identify who it's supposed to go with. Oh, yes. <laughs> he found the workaround, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh yo. We're getting a black Doctor Who. Yeah. We're getting a black Doctor Who for the first time in the history of the series. The last uh, season had the first uh, female Doctor Who. Um, I can't, I'm going to butcher this dude's name, but Nukadi Gatwa. He's the new uh, Doctor Who, the 13th Doctor. I think this is dope. Why would, like, he changes all the time. He should have already been. Yeah. Well, the fact that he went female in the last series was like, well, also something really crazy happened in the last series. So there was justification. The doctor is only supposed to respawn a certain amount of times. And so the female version was one past. And I could be wrong. (laughs) Any of you Doctor Who fanatics out there, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm not wrong, which is why I'm saying it. I could be wrong. But I think uh, (laughs) the female version was one past what that race of beings typically spawned to. And mm-hmm. so the fact that they turned him female for the first time was actually kind of cool. You know, like, wow, they, they, they're they supposed to not live this in the first place. And here he has respond and he's in a female form, which is really interesting. So now it's kind of like, Hey man, the training wheels are off. Who knows where this content's going? How many times can this guy respond? Dude. And then it just opens up so much creativity because now you can have him respond to a 15 year old like you can just you can well, you do could always you, you could kind of always do that i mean but they didn't he was never he never responded he was never he that. hasn't been a kid yet that's true my personal doctor who fave is definitively david Tennant, though yeah the david Tennant doctor who section of time is so good and, the dude, and they've all been the Matt after Smith him was, really killed it too the dude after him Matt I, I Smith. Heard, yeah yeah he yeah, was great um, who Matt Smith is actually in the uh, 
I, th- I think I could be wrong again, but I think he's in the House of uh, Dragons series now. He's the oh, white haired guy. I think so. I'm glad I'm Jack. I'm glad you brought that up because we're gonna go to the trailer park. Let's Ooh. go to the trailer park. So we got the House of Dragons trailer dropped. Yeah. It looks dope. I was a little, I kind of felt, Jack, you say this about stuff all the time. I was feeling a little like, you know what's going to happen, though. It's a prequel. So you kind of know what happens to the house of that that house. You kind of know what they will accomplish. So I was like, I was kind of like, will I enjoy this as much as Game of Thrones? But then I guess this is so far in the past. I really do have no idea which one of them will do X, Y, and Z. Next trailer we got is, we got the Westworld trailer that dropped. Um yeah. It looks. I don't know what's going on. I, I forgot. I've, it's been so long since the last season. I have no idea. I'm on season two still, so I don't know. I gotta catch up. Uh, it looks great. I just don't have any recollection of season three because it's been. I feel like it's been. It's been three years. Has it been that long? Yeah, I think it's been a while, dude. Uh, Maybe that, two years. Season yeah. three was my least favorite of the seasons, if I'm being honest. But this season actually looks like it might be better than season three. Sometimes that happens, man. You got like a, a just a meh season in the middle of things. I remember things just happening in season three. I felt like just plot was <laughs> moving. <laughs> just yeah, like we just got, it was weird. Nothing beats, I mean, season one just has a charm to it that I don't think could be beat. That idea of watching human beings make choices because they think these robots aren't real, but it's really showcasing their dark humanity. I mean, yep. that, that, in, in, such a well, the problem was once season one had such a great reveal at the end of it. I mean, really great reveal at the end of season one. Uh, it's hard to, I felt like they tried to do a version of that in season two, which kind of didn't work out so well. And then you're like, what's the content now that that reveal isn't the content, but they kept trying to like the problem with the reveal like that is these series want to utilize the same cast, but you kind of can't after you you know sh- show the wizard behind the curtain you can't yeah. go back to pretending that it's not a wizard behind the curtain i felt like that was where the series had created a a pitfall for itself as a series it's like yeah. you gotta you gotta pivot you gotta go with it you can't try to go back now this dude who i follow uh fat man beyond with kevin smith and mark bernard and he's a writer mark bernard and he made this comment about moon Knight, and i thought it was interesting he was like sometimes you get these really great uh screenwriters that write films and they do tv and they don't always understand there's certain beats that have to happen in tv and westworld felt like it's a dope long-form film Period, stop, finale, limited series, yeah. we're done. But it wasn't done. But it felt like that's that's where it should have ended. You should have almost stretched out season one into a couple seasons and got more into the characters. Uh, I don't know about that, but I, I I agree that there's no Westworld no more. Like it's right, right. Now, well, now not at all. Now, but this is why I think season four might actually work. It seems to me what they're trying to do is not confine themselves to have to be in the park anymore. So now we're just out they, they did in, in the season world. three though season, season sorry chris three was uh you know i figured i i i think i think i now i think i'm further along than i thought but didn't the they try this jurassic park it didn't work well in the old jurassic park Ooh, speaking of jurassic park how about that new movie's coming out soon that's true i am gonna see it yeah i'm kind of crickets on really i will see it i mean i felt like what else can happen that we haven't seen but they put the team back together. That's that's the new that's thing. That's it, yeah. They're, they're pulling on our nostalgia. 
But I felt like they did that with like Jurassic Park three. Like he came back. Oh, yeah, just Malcolm. Three. What's what's his face came back? Uh, oh, we yeah. getting all. Uh, yeah, all yeah, 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 all of them right. back. Grant's back. Yeah. <laughs> ugly kids. Are the ugly kids back or no? Yeah, whoever survived. <laughs> the kids survived. We'll the see. Kids yeah, the little kids survived. Um. So we'll see about that. Last trailer that Avatar drops. Hills to the yeah. And my buddy's wife is actually one of the avatars in it. So got us. Did you ever meet Chris Silcox? His okay. wife, Jen, has in secret for the last couple of years been working on the Avatar movie. So now that they're showing trailers, she's being a little more vocal about it. Yo. So supporting your friend's content. And when I watched Avatar 1, I got to tell you, I, I was blown away. It like should have won vision. Best Picture. What did it lose to? The Heart Locker? It lost to Heart Locker, right? Mm-hmm. Was it because it was it was it was like ex husband and ex wife, right? They were married to each other. That was the, their spinning, but you know yeah. the Academy has a hard time looking at something like Avatar. You know they want King's Speech. They don't they they, they don't look they look at it, an animated movie and they treat it like it's what James Cameron has has done to pioneer the the field of filmmaking in general is just mind boggling. And Avatar is such a great example of that. My only concern is when a sequel comes out 10 years later, it's, it's kind of often like why, why the big delay in it? Knowing James Cameron though, it's got to do probably something. He's waiting for technology to catch up. He's waiting (laughs) for technology to catch up, which is why I'm super, super excited for this. And if anybody can do it, the way he piggybacked on Aliens, the way he Terminated 2 like, was like, oh, sequels can be better than the original. Wow. And like way better. And like a thousand times better. Yep. So if anybody can do it, he can. And uh, I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for it. I, have I'm, you guys been to the Avatar World in Disney Animal Kingdom in Orlando? I haven't. Ugh, it's awesome. That's what like... it. it you know, Disney does everything above and beyond, and it's just so awesome. And I'm, I'm pretty hyped for, for Avatar. Me too, man. Me so too. not to get the whole Disney thing, especially in the uh, Florida realm, but what's going on with Disney in Florida right now? Well, they, they spoke out against, you know, DeSantis, and DeSantis is like, oh, you want to run your mouth? Okay, your self-governing is gone. Because what Disney was able to do is, because they're so big and such a large organization they're able to self-govern themselves as yes. pretty much just like a like a mini government but mm-hmm. now what they're saying is since you are going back on that thing that was contracted you have to now pay us billions billions a billion dollars because what they do is they take out a bond to be able to run the city yeah. and they're like okay you want to pull it out you got to pay off the bond homeboy Woo-hoo. billion dollars who's paying the bill pay the rent son yeah. So what's happening at Disney in Florida? <laughs> wow. Bye-bye, Avatar <laughs> live action. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Disney no, does. that's mouse money. Mouse yeah, money Disney take out the whole money. state of Florida. Are you kidding me? You true. True story. Yep. True story. Do you, remember, do you remember that Office episode where Michael Scott Paper Company and yes. when he sat down yeah. against Dave Wallace, he's like, I don't have to wait out Dunder Mifflin. I just have to wait out you. And Ooh. that's kind of Disney's stance with Governor DeSantis. So I'm just saying. Bruh, bruh. Don't mess with the mouse. Great news items. I'm excited for most of this stuff, man. It's great. But I think it's time to stop being all polite and stuff. I think it's time to, to put up your boxing gloves because it's time for a debate. Let's, Let's get ready to rock. Oh, we 
said it earlier, as of this recording, it is May 15th, and tomorrow is Jack's birthday, May 16th. If you didn't know this, Jack's favorite superhero is Superman. So I said we should have a Superman question in this debate to honor the birthday boy. So if you had all the money and the power in the world and you can create this content, if you can pair Superman with another comic book character, villain or hero in the versus up or team up story, what would it be and why? Well, I guess since this is a birthday boy inspired uh, question, I'll go first. In honor of another birthday boy, my father, whose birthday is literally one day removed from mine, mm. his favorite superhero has always been Thor. And I can't think of a funner person to pair Superman with than someone like Thor. And I think how it starts out is there probably is some sort of cosmic altercation that pits them against each other. Mm -hmm. Thor is going to wake up to a very rude awakening to find out that you're probably standing against not only the most powerful being in any universe but the most worthy also oh that's a good that's a good angle oh jack come on yeah and so but of course it's superman versus thor so that thing would resolve itself eventually and then the movie would unfold where they probably got to go on some sort of buddy buddy odd couple pairing to save the cosmos i love that I, i i would just love the moment where superman's like what is this He's like, he's like the hammer, like is nothing. And like Thor's nothing. like, <laughs> Thor is just emasculated <laughs> instantly. Man, good pull, Jack. Good pull. I'd watch that. I'd read that. Chris, what you got? So, you guys remember Superman the animated series? Yes. Of course. Do you remember there was an episode where it might have been? Wait, I may be mistaken. It's either Super. No, I'm sorry. It was Justice League, not Superman the animated series. It was Justice League. They're fighting. Something happens. Superman gets pulled into like another dimension and he has no powers. Oh, he's and he got that beard. beard. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And then like he comes up against like like some rabid wolf thing and then he you see him in the next scene wearing the wolf like a hat and then he <laughs> has and then he's so I thought it, that stance is Superman with no powers is a really fun angle to play. So besides Superman being obviously of of uh you know susceptible kryptonite what else is he susceptible to is magic, magic. Right? right? So if we pair him with a guy like John Constantine, where they get pulled into a magic dimension, and it's Superman, and like back on the play, what different comic book uh, company, right? Did I say that in the question? No, nope. so. sorry. Part of the okay, part of the, my bad. That's flag <laughs> on me. Part of the question was if you can pair because he might have been paired with Constantine already. So the point was like outside of DC Comics, but that wasn't Okay, so I, it, it doesn't, it, it could be any man. Constantine was good, but okay, so say we, we use it. Doctor Strange. And, and Exactly. In honor of this episode, say we do it, he gets paired with Doctor Strange, gets pulled into a different dimension, all magic, and just Superman using his wits and not having to rely on his, uh, on, on his strength. They fight magical beings, something happens, and you know, eventually, it's everything's about to go bad, and you know, Deuce X Machina, Superman gets his powers back and saves the day, but it would be cool to see Superman not, you know, be re- rely on his wits as opposed to just his power. Because that's what that episode of of, just, of Justice League was so cool, seeing him like be resourceful and stuff like that. It would be cool to see him like that. Well, yeah. you know, there and there are a handful of instances where we've seen that when he first comes back from the dead in the '90s, 
Mm-hmm. He's in the black suit. He's got yep. minimal to no powers. And he's like, this is where you see true character because he's not backing down. That's he's, exactly he's, that. There it is, Jack. Right. That's exactly there, what I was looking for. There was this other comic that I really loved. It was a Superman alien crossover. And he, he loses his powers because he's away from Earth's yellow sun for t- too long. So he starts diminishing in powers as he's mm. fighting all these alien hordes of which was actually a pretty fun comic too. It's well, I think the the great the, and this is gonna go into my answer because um, it's not the powers, it's 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 the guy, the right. guy, you know. And even with Batman, it's like he doesn't respect Superman because of what he can do. He's like Clark is the best of us. It's the guy. So for me, my my story actually it wouldn't be action packed at all. Um, and I have two got two characters that I think would work similar. But I would love to see like Superman and Captain America kind of team up, but it's more like Clark and Steve. Like, what is it to bear the weight of being hope? Like, what is it to be the guy? And Superman in his world kind of has no one to talk to. And Captain America in his world kind of has no one to talk to that carries like responsibility like that. You represent an ideal. And all you really want to do is just help people. You didn't ask for to be the symbol of hope. It'd be so interesting to see these guys kind of sit down and go, dude, it'd be like just a real cool conversation. And similar story, Spider-Man, like what is it to see this young kid with all these powers trying to help? And then here's a guy that appears to have it all. Superman is like, I wasn't even doing what you were doing at 16. Like I couldn't even figure out how to be a hero until I was like nearly 30 years old. And just the ideals I'm really drawn to his ideals and I would love to see him with Marvel characters who have either similar ideals or aspire to those ideals. That's great. Yeah, Not to cool. take away from that, <clears throat> but what toy are you currently playing with? Oh, I, just, I don't know why. I'm just fingering Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's right here. And I said his name, what's Robin's real name, Chris? <laughs> Put that dick on the street. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man, my goodness. I don't think there's a debate here, man. I think these are all good stories. I hope we get to see versions of this because Superman's not my favorite in the comics right now. His storyline. His storylines always feel like they get they'll go strong the and then flow, they, man. The they really flow. do, man. They'll get so off-world and alien that they forget he's a farm boy from Kent. Yep, from Smallville. He chooses to be Clark Kent. And wear glasses, not because he wants to blend in and hear the news, but he actually wants to be a part of humanity. There was this great comic line in the late 90s, post his death story. Do you remember the Conduit storyline? No. Barely. I know of it, but barely. So basically, Superman gave up being a superhero because he was scared that everyone closest to him was and put in danger in a way where he couldn't actually protect them anymore. So he took himself off the grid. And um, there was this pretty great villain in the comics for a while. You never hear about him though. He didn't like. He was that. Yeah. He was strong for that season, but he was strong for that season. That's the conduit storyline. Yeah. He was great, but he was basically this uh, smallville person who had learned the identity of Superman and had a vendetta against them and started targeting everyone closest to him. But what was fun about it is it was a Superman comic, but you were really dealing with the Smallville Clark Kent mm. in the story for a long time, which was fun. 
dude. I mean, that's why I love Superman and Lois. It's like the guy. Right. He's, he's a father. He's a husband. He's 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 not just, you know, a superhero. Um great, great, great freaking um great answers, guys. Very developed, thought out. I know. I think we should write this and get paid for it. Send the check to <laughs> Three Brothers and Shot of Milk, 17668 State Highway 121, Trenton, Texas, 75490. <laughs> that was so ready. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time, time for, the for the main event. event. Okay. Brief synopsis followed by a spoiler-free review, pretty much telling you whether we liked it or not, and then we can dive. Dr. Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens a doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined force of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. That is the plot and synopsis they give you in IMDb. You can tell they're trying not to give away anything that this movie is. But we're gonna write. Wasn't no, 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 no. But that's how they pitched it. That, that's how they, that's how they pitched it in all the early trailers. And since we're in the spoiler-free portion, we're gonna ride off on whatever they said this movie was. And I'll just go ahead and say. So, for those of you who are wondering, though, we are about to talk after well, the spoiler-free moment. Spoiler-heavy, it will go. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We're going all the way deep. But before we go deep, let's get wow. a little shallow. <laughs> I, I, I didn't care for this movie at all. It was putting me strong. <laughs> meh. Yeah, it was. The idea was cool. And meh. I saw a better version of it when I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. We got a big switch. <laughs> uh, that's all I'll say right now, Jack. It wasn't the movie I was hoping to see, although there were moments that I enjoyed. There were a lot of moments that I enjoyed, but I feel like <clears throat> what works so well about most of those Marvel movies leading up to where we're at now in the MCU is there is this sense of things building off of each other. There is this sense of something greater over the horizon. And now we're in this, I feel like we're in this weird stage where they're kind of just throwing color at the wall, but I don't know what house I think they're building. Me either. And I would say that would turn me off. But then I saw Moon Knight and it was great without building to something. It was right. Just, but, right. But, 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 Moon- this, but this movie, not to get into any spoilers yet, this movie hinges off of everything being. Yes. So Moon Knight is fine True. as a standalone story by, the, by itself. This led us to believe that the MCU is going in a completely different direction after the events of No Way Home. And it's just not. Thank you. Yeah, it's not, and 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 the, and the movie doesn't capitalize on the Loki stuff, which no. was massive. It doesn't really capitalize on the What If series, which had some great stuff in it. Well, let's wait. Let's let, let, let's go in. Let's go in. Let's go in. Let's just go in. Right, so here we are, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Spoiler heavy. We're gonna talk about this content. Man, we're going from the rooter to the tutor. Here let's was a big in. thing for me. <laughs> I mean, there's so many big things, man. There was so. <laughs> I feel like I just missed that. You just missed it. Man, well, let's, I'm going to give a recap, but as I give the recap, we'll just jump in on every segment and we'll cover the whole movie. Um, This joint, it opens up with, we're in this universe. We're introduced to 
America, you, the mo- we're in something where we see a Doctor Strange, not the Doctor Strange we're aware of, because we, we, we know he's different because he got the ponytail on. And he's right. with the America, and this tentacle thing is chasing them, and it's high stakes, it's very CGI. When I saw that on the big screen, I immediately went, is this going to hold up in 10 years? Like, if I watch this 10 years later, will this CGI just feel like Shrek? Like, will it feel like, I'm, will, will I be as invested? Will I be able to be invested when the CGI runs its course? Because they, I mean, it was on a soundstage. There was nothing practical about this. Hmm. Um, and it made me go like, I don't think this is going to work down the Which line. Which is okay if the content works, you know? So then you hinge the whole thing off the content. Is the story compelling enough to, to overshadow? Hand- overlook that. And- yeah, yeah, sure. Let's see if it is. You know, there's a problem when someone's watching a movie thinking 10 years from now. (laughs) And this is like the first five minutes. I'm already like, why? And then we get the idea (laughs) that America, she has the ability to open up a multiverse. And he's like, this monster is getting us. I'm wounded. The only way to save the multiverse is to absorb your power. Wouldn't it kill me? Yes. And this actually was pretty cool because he says to her, one casualty, one sac- one sacrifice. He says something, but it's the same exact line he said well, he in Spider-Man. Spider-Man no yeah. When Spider-Man wants to save the villains, he's like, one sacrifice, is a casualty isn't worth the millions of people over the multiverse, whatever. So then he tries to. And, and honestly, then, had he been successful in the first five minutes, this movie would be done. And Correct. a lot of people wouldn't have been killed. When you think a about it, she was killed. freaking selfish. She was selfish. You should just just give up your powers, man. Come on, stop playing around. Yeah. Um, so then he gets stabbed, he dies, but not before she gets sucked into the star, which is you know how our powers manifest. And then we're brought to Stephen Strange getting ready for work, man. Not work, excuse me. He's getting ready for a wedding. He goes to the wedding, and we find out that I guess the after the blip, he was dusted, he lost Rachel McAdams. Is uh Christine? Yep. yep. Christine, Christine, man. Christine. And for those of you who haven't seen the What, what if? if series, episode four of the What If series is probably one. Uh, it, it is a great episode. The most misleading title, but one of the greatest episodes. And the definitive piece of content, in my opinion, in all Doctor Strange content. Like that and episode. Yet it had nothing to do with this. This, is, this was such, I was so upset about this. Listen, I'm a good audience member, and I'm a faithful audience member, and I watch all this Marvel content. And so that What If series was so massive that all I wanted to do was see that version of Doctor Strange brought to life. And the trailer leads you to believe that we might be seeing it. Okay, can we pause for a second? Can we talk about the whole misdirection of what we expected the movie to be and what we actually got? Was it was it misdirection? Yes, or, yes. Or, or absolutely. Was our expectations? No, no, no. I, no, I'm not talking about you know a proposed cameos. I'm talking about. I thought I was walking into a movie that piggybacks off what happened. What happened with Spider-Man? Doctor Strange cast a spell, opened up the multiverse. He created all these problems, and now. He, he has to pay the price for what he did. They literally came up with another reason to eat. Like, yeah, they, yeah, I agree. But that movie would have been sick. I wanted to see, and that was my problem. I, I, I bit into that too. That's the bait. They it was a bait and switch that there was a problem with the multiverse, 
and Strange had to fix it. Because right. he was the one that... And, and how cool would that have been? Now you now instead of the movie we saw, which we're gonna talk about the movie we saw, we need to. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I was like, is he gonna to team up with all these other strangers to fix the problem he created? And and okay, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. But while we're ahead, the thing about the multiverse, this is sliders, this is anything that has to do with the multiverse. What makes it exciting isn't because your Earth looks different than mine. It's the fact that your Earth looks exactly the same. But there's differences, choices that led to different routes. And even though this is called the multiverse of madness, we never experienced the multiverse no, we to, in this. We go to one other multiverse and they got red lights instead of the green traffic lights. lights. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, there's, there's, so? way, there's way more and, vegetation. And I'm so glad you said that. I saw that episode of Sliders. I didn't need to see the Doctor Strange version of that episode of Sliders. <laughs> but it's like when you're dealing with the multiverse, it's, it's what if. The Nazis won World War II. You know, it's it's the it's what the what if series. What was great about it was these realities weren't so different. It was just little huh. changes that made it so people were here instead of here. And this movie almost but you know, way the and details. that's exactly right. It was the what if scenarios that created this multiverse of happenings. And they even said that in this movie, like like it's when the choice is made and the other options. It's, right. it's not just so and, and so what was so the all right so to, to actually talk about the content we're talking about the major place we go to the major other and we really only really only spend any time in another one other multiverse setting right. and it seemed to me that the what if scenario of this multiverse would have been i don't know there was ultron ro- robots right so it's right. like but they made- i kept going what where was vision Wanda, so here's the backdrop of the movie. Wait, wait, we, let's go back. On. We, we skipped well, so let, much. Hang on, hang on. Let's talk about the movie for a second. Here's, here we're is not even the, up to Wanda yet. But no one's going to understand the conversation we're having because we're not getting to it. Let me say one thing. Here's the backdrop of the movie. If you watch the Wanda Envision series, right, Wanda Vision, then you'll have some sort of backdrop for what this movie is hinging off of that Wanda wants her children. But that's not even what Wanda Vision was about. One of the vision was about her dealing with the loss of vision. Right. And so this movie hinges off of this idea that Wanda from the MCU wants more than anything to be a mother. And so she, she goes into the dark, dark magic realm at the end of WandaVision and she becomes the Scarlet Witch. And this corrupts her uh, irrefutably where now she's willing to rip apart the multiverse in order to be Simply a mother. And kill this young girl. And kill whatever stands in her way from stopping her from being a mother. So, And that's the big twist in this movie, and it comes out pretty fast, is that Doctor Strange, basically he's at this wedding. You get a sense that, like, yes, he lost Christine. He has a hard time connecting with people, or he refuses to. And you find out sort of why later. Then it hits the fan in New York City. He goes out there. He's fighting a monster. America shows up. He stops. They get away from the monster. He finds out her deal. She's magic driven. He's like, well, there's one person who can help me. And he goes to visit Wanda, who is in, like Jack said, she's where we left her in WandaVision. She's kind of like isolated herself. And they're walking, they're walking, they're walking. And he's saying, I can really use your help. Your level of magic would help me. And then she's like, I don't think I can help America. And he's like, I didn't tell you her name. Well, she says, maybe the best thing is America should come yes. stay with me. Yes. Yes. 
And then that's when Strange was like, I didn't tell you her name. And then the facade drops. And, and this like, is where the whole movie kind of goes south. It goes because is what Jack said. Now Wanda is the antagonist. She set the, sent the creatures after the girl. She wants the girl because she believes that although in WandaVision, the children was just something she created in other realities, they actually do exist. So if I get the power of the multiverse, I can pretty much take my place in some other earth and raise these children that I grew to love in my fake world. Now, I was like red flags all over this thing. Because that's not even what WandaVision was about. And not even just what it's about. They threw her character away. Oh, they just trashed it. She turned into a supervillain with almost no moral compass. And Elizabeth Olsen is such a brilliant actress. She was able to bring out humanity when it wasn't there for her in the story. But at the same time, it's like you're doing things. WandaVision was about her controlling and manipulating and enslaving a whole group of people. And then by the end, through the grace of the powers that be, she gets a second chance after she learns her lesson. We're so literally... What was, wa- what was the lesson? We're watching that same exact arc in this movie. No, except for like on steroids. And right. I feel like this whole movie was simply made for one scene. It, it kind of reminded me of Civil War. Civil War, for all intents and purposes, had absolutely nothing to do with the comic, which is incredible. The Civil War comic book is incredible. The Civil War movie is not. They put that whole movie together so they could have superheroes fighting each other. And I felt like I was watching this movie simply because they want... Let me tell you how glad I was Tom Cruise didn't actually have a cameo because they would have thrown that cameo away, same as they threw every other cameo away. Let's get there. So then... He's with America. He goes to find America. We need to get out of here. Wanda's coming. Wanda's coming. We're going to skip a whole lot of stuff because this movie has a lot of exposition. There's a lot of times where the action stops. And they just really talk and explain. And the pizza shop, when they're first talking to America, she literally has a monologue for the scenes we just saw in the beginning. Like she's explaining what we just saw as an audience member, stopping the momentum in its place. So they're on the run. We learn more about her. And then they wind up going through different multiverses. And you're like, oh, cool. We're going to see the multiverse because we just experienced the freaking multiverse with freaking Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, similar worlds that are slightly different. But no, this was just cosmetically different. We didn't get a sense of what are these worlds. We're, you're painting this world. In this world, the traffic lights are different. In this world... Well, we didn't... The other thing is we didn't actually get characters from other content. Yes, we got... Uh, Reed Richards from Miss Fantastic making a, a cameo, but it that cameo of and in itself was a multiverse version. It wasn't like seeing Tobey Maguire come into it, right? But we it was context like this. we, no, yes, well, Professor X was in it, but it wasn't the Professor X from the movies. Well, we, we, know. we don't oh, even need we don't even need cameos. Let when me you go into a different universe, the rules are different. Here, they were like the pizza's different, yeah, the food is free, the food is free. Not not like you get hunted if you hear superheroes or metahumans or mutants get hunted here. We got to go oh. into hiding. There was no stakes in these worlds. No, but I mean, why are there Ultron robots? So, and this was me trying to make sense of something that did not make sense to me. Vision was a byproduct of trying to combat Ultron, right? right? And so in this multiverse where Wanda has chosen to come because her kids are here, the kids... The kids themselves are a physical manifestation of the union between her and Vision. They're not just random kids that appear out of the ether. They're 
her children with vision. Vision is the father of these children. So where the F is vision in this multiverse? And why? And if she wants her kids so bad, and you can go to different universes, why not get the whole family? That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. So where was vision? And wouldn't that have been more interesting to see her actually have to fight vision than or the white vision? Or the, because it should have been called Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness. This should have been her movie. And we should have doubled down on what it is to lose your mind in grief. We shouldn't have had WandaVision. This should have been being the overall no, or, giant. Or I'm sorry, WandaVision needed to actually pay dividends into this content, which it didn't. And neither did the What If series, which it didn't. Yeah. Like to see that version of Doctor Strange in this content would have blown the roof off for me. And if he was set up into some scenario where he actually had to repair the multiverse and team together a series of Doctor Stranges in order to do so, this might have been a really compelling film. So we're going to backtrack. Doctor Strange, they go into the universe. They're looking for this book, this book that's like pure good. It's the only thing they can combat what Wanda has. And they come to this universe. They're in New York where the book is there. He meets, I forget his name, but I'm Chuatel's character, who is his villain. He's like, oh, you're my brother here. Oh, cool. This Doctor Strange died. He's like, I was expecting you because you said it, multiverse stuff. And that's where Doctor Strange is brought in to meet. Pretty well, he gets drugged by T. Him and America get knocked out. And then he's brought in front of the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Which is Reed Richards, yep. Captain Marvel, not, uh, not Carol Danvers, but her best friend in the film. I forgot her name. Yeah. Um, we have Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Yeah. We have now. This is pretty cool. When they brought in um black uh black bolt black bolt black bolt and his same actor from the Inhuman series. Yep. Came in this. I thought that was that was cool. And then Professor X comes in in the wheelchair from the, the best the moment of the entire movie is when they played a snippet of the of the X Men animated series song with Professor X rolled up. Bro, when I saw John Krasinski in Reed Richards' attire, wearing the Fantastic Four uniform, I was like, because I was kind of like falling asleep and kind of like, okay, over it. And then I saw them, I'm like, this is interesting. And it was exactly what No Way Home wasn't. (laughs) No Way Home felt like, man, these could have just been cameos and we could have just sucked it up and enjoyed it. But they gave us so much more. They never needed to see these people in this movie for the story to keep going. They could have went to a different universe, got trapped, never met superheroes, and it would have been fine. They none of these characters matter. Honestly, it might have been better because the second this scene took shape, it's it turned into we have all these cameos that we can do whatever we want with. And so let's make Scarlet Witch real bad and have her kill everyone in really violent ways, which is what she does. She systematically kills everyone of those cameos in horrifically violent ways. And it, but it doesn't push the story forward. It doesn't push her character forward. It doesn't push the content forward. It's almost like y'all should have just got rid of the cameos, just have Professor X and in him dealing with her, you see his guilt for Jean Grey. Like you could have just like simplified it and just created story around it. And then the fight scene didn't make sense. So basically Scarlet Witch, like Jack said, starts fighting all of them and killing all of them. And she says to Black Bolt, who has the power, if he talks, you die. And this is actually a freaking dope moment. She's like, they're like, if he uses his mouth, you die. She's like, what mouth? Matrix. And his mouth disappears. And I'm like, so you have this power the whole time? 
You can literally manipulate whatever you want and turn it real at your whim. And well, you're laser fighting people? It didn't make any sense. And he then, could have said, I mean, your arms then, are gone. Your but then like, why did his head... It, and I'm sorry, but his head didn't. Ex- so what happens there is she gets rid of his mouth. He uses his power and his head basically explodes, but it explodes off of like the top left quadrant of his head. It's not like his whole head explodes. It's, it's, a, like P- his- it's a PG 13 Disney movie. Well, hardly man. You saw the blood come out of the side of his face. So I'm like, why? But it didn't make sense. Like his mouth would have ripped a new hole in it before his brain would have popped left or his whole head would have exploded. You can't have half and half. Man. It just made no sense. The fact that she had that, she was so desperate to get America's powers that she doesn't use the ability that would have got her powers, which is I can pretty much wish anything I want into existence. She's laser fighting these people. She had, I'm like, how are you and Captain Carter actually going back and forth right oh, now. Toe to toe. Right. And we, and we skipped, we, we kind of skipped an element. So they do in this film what's called dream walking, where someone can take over the avatar, or take over the physical body of another version of themselves in a multiverse. And so you have Wanda is trapped in her universe, but she vision walks, dream walks into the other the, Wanda. In that uh, other Wanda's. Right. right. And so you have which Doctor Strange then later does also. Um, everyone just start dream walking all over the multiverse. Like there's no redeeming qualities at all for this character. No. They take her so far removed from what she, she becomes is. a mustache twirling supervillain. <laughs> and we didn't need that. They've developed her and made her a deep, deep flushed out character. And then they, they just, yeah, and, and I don't know if you're right. They just boil her down to just another no name villain. She's like the bad guy from Iron Man 2, or no, mm. Iron Man 3, where she, the, she's the Terminator. Yeah, well, you, and here's another thing, too. We're talking about she's doing all this stuff. Before she had the dark hold, she created a whole town and a whole reality just out of her grief. And now she's that much stronger. And you're right. All she does is laser fight these people. I'm like, it'd be easy fight. It'd be an easy fight with that power. Do you guys? I didn't need her as the villain. I didn't when when I realized that she was the villain. I was like, "Come on, really? This is not what I signed up for." If she's the villain, it needs to be the next Avengers movie. Well, yeah. Did you guys ever read uh, House of House of M? House of M. M. I thought it was going to House of M, and then it didn't. It didn't. So, for those of you who maybe don't know what we're talking about, House of M was a comic book that came out, I believe, in the early 2000s, where Wanda is maybe one of the most powerful mutants in the whole of the X-Men universe. What she does is she uses her power to basically give everyone everything they've ever wanted. She puts a veil over the entire world to create a perfect utopia for everyone. Because she wants a perfect utopia, which is essentially the conflict of this movie. She wants something that she can't have, which is kind of what the series WandaVision was about. Already she, dealt with that arc. But <laughs> right. you know, we, so, House of M is a is the predecessor to Avengers versus X-Men. So if they would have gone the House of M route, they could have gone the multiverse route and set up and introduced expanded the universe into the mutants. It would have been a great segue, but womp womp, they didn't. It would have been a great segue, but none of Marvel's films have been direct uh, adaptions, and it's been fine. The issue with this movie is 
we already had 10 episodes watching her do a version of this and come out the other side. We already went there and we skipped a part. Um, in this universe that Doctor Strange in America go, they meet an alternate Christine who basically that Doctor Strange didn't die fighting Thanos. He isn't really honored. Basically, he lost his way. He did help defeat Thanos, but it was almost like his judgment was they had to get rid of him. But they didn't tell the world that. So they're all very scared of doc- any Doctor Strange, including the one from our universe. Well, that's a and- common theme in this whole movie is that Doctor Strange is the most dangerous person right. in the multiverse. Even in the beginning of the movie, uh, the dude was like, I lost my dog in the blip. You're telling me the way you did it was the only way possible? And I can only imagine him walking down the street, like hearing or, or maybe even questioning it. And that would have been a cool thread to follow. But we only, we, we picked that up and we put it down and we pick it back up when it's convenient. But he meets Christine here. And this is my, my biggest issue with the movie. And there's other issues I have is, they shoehorn Christine in because she is the only thing that makes him the protagonist. Because without this idea of love, he doesn't change. Right. He doesn't have a change. He is the same guy in the beginning and the end. He doesn't become more heroic. He doesn't become more thoughtful. He already just is. Scarlet Witch, if they didn't turn her into a mustache-twirling villain, that's the arc. She, this, this should have been her film. Or, um, or they could have made it his film. And actually, if he's fixing his mess from No Way Home, that's what that would have been the arc. That's how it was pitched to us. I think, yeah, I I agree with Chris. I think part of my overall distaste in my mouth after going through this experience was, yeah, you're right. We're bait and switched. We were sold a Doctor Strange scenario where he has to fix this multiverse of madness that he's opened up. And my question is, what what would he have encountered if that were the nature of this film? But even if that wasn't the scenario and we're stuck with this story, this story still didn't go deep. Like, this story still could have went, your best friend is losing her mind. And as she loses her mind, you are descended into different worlds that are nightmare worlds, that are, what if I died and I lost my hands in that accident? Like, what, like the what if series, like, what if? We could have went down that road here. As you right, because it. her power, literally, her greatest power is the ability to literally physically change reality. So you don't need this movie to be a multiverse movie. She can already do that with her powers. Or if it is, then commit to that. It's But, but here's, here's why it wasn't a multiverse movie anyways. There's only about 30 seconds to a minute and a half where, you, where they actually traverse through all these different multiverses, which is a montage, right? It's a montage. It's a, it's a one minute montage where they're blasting through 20 different multiverses. And that was pretty cool. And then we spend the whole rest of the movie in this one multiverse. I think we then jump to one other multiverse for a moment where he fights a version of himself in order to get the dark hole book. Right. And then that's pretty much it. So we're in our world. What we start in a multiverse realm for a moment we're in our multi mcu multiverse we jump to this other one where we spend 80 percent of the movie then we touch on one other one for a moment but none of them have impact and that's what i was missing what's the point what why is the world different and then with dr strange it's like your best friend is losing her mind no but there was no relationship there There was was no relationships anywhere and and i and i knew there was a problem for me when 
America is wearing a jacket that has the American flag on it. I'm like, that is so on the nose. Because in the comic, that is what she wears. But she goes by the superhero, Miss America. Like, there's a reason why she's dressed that way. Here, it felt like it's part of the things you guys just throwing out there. And it feels superficial. It feels cheap. And, and something on that level, although it seems small, is like, the reason why we love No Way Home is because even Daredevil's cameo, it didn't feel like y'all were just pandering to us. It felt like, why would it Matt? It felt like Matt Murdock, who is a superhero, sees this kid in danger. He do everything in his power to see if he can help. Like, Absolutely. Without, it, it, that exposition. Like, it just, it felt like everything made sense. Whereas here, it felt like we're going to drop all the special effects, all the fight scenes, all the CGI. I mean, the most powerful entity in this world right now is coming to your freaking stronghold and you guys got like bow and arrows and spears. And then how easy was it to like get the Dude. force field down? Oh, Dude. And it was just, it felt like just paid it by numbers. And then, and I love Sam Raimi. That's the problem. Because in the tone, it felt like horror, but like goosebumps, like, you know, like horror TV shows made for children where it's like, you know, it's, probably scary it has an essence of scary but it's absolutely not and you saw his evil dead army of darkness but it was so violent too it was like but it was i mean she basically turns into a zombie version of herself in the multiverse as she is ripping everyone apart she's literally got this hunchback limp thing but the way the way it's lit the way the movie is the way the score is you never you don't feel scared no. I was never in suspense. I was never, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And, and every time he did the horror thing, horror without suspense is just, it's kind of comedy. Yeah. yeah. It comes, it's, it's campy. Yeah. Um, and that's what I experienced. And Elizabeth Olsen, I mean, she's acting her butt off doing it, but I'm like, it's just the tone isn't. But it was such a it. betrayal to her character that was hard to appreciate. Or for me, I didn't identify with someone, the character who was established in the MCU and then in the series had a pronounced heartbeat. She was a good person. And so I didn't see a good person pushed so far to so many extremes that I understood why she was doing what she was doing. I never understood why she was doing what she was doing. And like I said, we already saw it. Like, like WandaVision, the whole series is dealing with grief. And we saw yeah. her make the ultimate sacrifice and let the people go. We saw her do it. Right. And, if, we, and, and that's if, the whole thing. We, went, we, we, we did this song and dance better on the small screen. And her character stayed intact, even though she did correct. awful things. Correct, correct, correct. So, but there was also the whole moral dilemma she was dealing with of having done it in the first place. So what are they blaming it on the dark hole? Is so are we yeah. to, are we to do do, do that? She, the dark hole has corrupted her so much. But then we needed to see that. We needed that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it was a poor choice to choose her as as the villain. I was not happy. I think it could have been dope though. Like I can see them pitching this movie and it's sounding amazing. But you know why it could have been dope is Marvel's got a track record of turning villains into heroes. To do right. the opposite might actually have been pretty cool, but it, it did the execution of it did not work. It, it might have worked if we didn't have if we didn't have it or we we saw it already. We did, and, but we saw it with more emotion and more substance in WandaVision than we saw in this. The film had no heart. 
we never really saw someone who's gone to the darkest place of grief for real. Cause you, the movie would have needed to be about Wanda. You can't have a movie. You can't empathize with the Terminator. If no. you want that kind of horror film, he kind of needs to be this mindless, vengeful machine. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. If this movie had either one been about Wanda and we see her get the dark hold and we see that character transformation where we're sitting here going, dude, she's got to be put down. Our favorite. What if episode of Dr. Strange, basically. With Wanda instead. Would have been incredible, actually. Actually, that would have been a fun film. It, some version of that or some version of what they said the movie was going to be about. Doctor Strange having to repair what he started. Right. But we saw neither version of that. What this movie was not did, about... Did this make any reference to the events of No Way Home whatsoever? They can't. No. They won't. Because Spider-Man is still something they share with Sony. So they use him as needed. They refer to him as needed. He's not even in the opening logo when Marvel does a thing. They, they Right. I'm okay with not mentioning Spider-Man, but can't they mention, like, what happened in the movie? Because they relied so much on WandaVision, what if, somewhat. But they relied, on the, they relied on the purely Marvel entities. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But, they, but they didn't pay dividends into those either, though. I'm telling you, it would have been... I would have been ecstatic to see that what if play out somehow in this series. I would have been ecstatic to see the ramifications of WandaVision play out or Loki play some sort of dividends into this. But this is the first time where none of it felt connected, felt like none of it was actually building off of each other. And this would have been the one to actually connect. And they didn't. And even, and it still just wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good movie, unfortunately. You didn't no, care about right. you didn't care about what they cared about. But we could have. And that's what I'm saying. Like we went through WandaVision. We took the time to really get into Elizabeth Olsen's character in that series. Right? So now we're primed for this. But then they didn't they didn't pay homage to any of that. I mean, not really. It was weird, man, because everything that we wanted this thing to be. It's kind of the apps. It, it doesn't really include Doctor Strange a whole lot. Uh, and where the hell was Paul Bettany? Where was Vision? Right. If the whole thing was her wanting her family, how did she choose this, a multiverse this, where he wasn't there? This movie's Terminator 2. It's a guy protecting a young person from this killing machine. That's what this movie is. And, and that's the plot. That's everything to it. And they didn't focus or double down on the reasons why or the heart or the case. They, they literally. For, Terminator 2 is a great film. Yeah. Right. And, and I would make the argument that I actually understood the villain in Terminator 2. I wasn't confused by his motives. <laughs> right, right. I was Terminator confused. 2 was very. Well, because the, the villain in Terminator 2 didn't have. Very, very, very clear. Well, he was a machine. Yeah. Wanda's yeah. not a machine. Wanda has morals. She has a moral. She's an Avenger. Not in this. She's not. So, yeah, man. It, it, it cost her nothing to kill everybody. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about how she kills everybody. Dude, okay. First up, I really love seeing John Krasinski as Reed Richards. That's I always did too. Been my fan. That was cool. So pointless. But he comes out to try to speak to her. And she he kind of tries to stretch. And she pretty much turns him into spaghetti. Yep. Fairly quickly. He looks like Play-Doh. 
Play-Doh. And he screams and she pretty much obliterates him. Like Short work. Easy work. Almost like you're a superhero. Uh, we don't need to see the Fantastic Four if you're that light of work. Nothing. Gone. Uh, Black Bolt. He even smirks before he speaks. Don't. It's that this feels like a 90s movie with a 2022 budget. It's like, why are we mustache twirling and hamming? It's like, you can speak to take her out. Speak. You don't got to smirk to the camera. That feels like, what is this, 93? He still smirks to the camera. It's like, what mouth? We talked about this already. His head doesn't explode. It kind of just dents to the side and whatever. And then she has this, this freaking mega fight with Captain Marvel yet still struggles fighting Captain Carter. And I'm like, those are completely two different power sets. And then <sighs> Captain Marvel is crushed? I'm like, she can get crushed? By a statue? statue? I mean, obviously. I guess. I mean, I think I recall, was it a what if thing? Where they, they went were literally blew up through a planet. Yeah, yeah. In the what if series, Captain Marvel is crushed through a planet the way ultron had to get rid of her it was like it would be world ending right. <laughs> yes and this one she got a, a large statue fell on her so that's my point it's just throwing things on the page you didn't even have to make her captain marvel you could have had another character that would have made sense to get destroyed that quickly but you and choose then this world superman Carter, of course, Batman lasts because that's what would happen, right, Chris? In a fight with Superman, Batman are fighting an entity. Superman's going to die first, right? Right. No, wrong. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> Captain Carter is like, they're throwing punches at each other. And it's like, wait a second. She was throwing punches with Captain Marvel. Here's <laughs> another thing, too. I get why they put it because, okay, multiverse, we, she was interested with it. Does she really have any business being on the board of the Illuminati? She's their Captain America. Yeah, that's their Avengers. Carter? Yeah. Well, that that is a comic book, actually. No, I, I liked her there. She just wouldn't be the last one in that fight. Oh, with a jetpack and a and a, a shield. A shield? Yeah, no. No. And then and but then her death was pointless too. She everybody's the shield through her belly. Dude, and then like just how strong was Scarlet Witch? I was confused by her power set. That's for sure. Dude, that's the problem. And then, and then she kills Professor X, which could have been dope if it, but it that wasn't. was just the moment. Like we didn't have all these other whack superhero cameos. It was just them two, and it would have felt like the Dark Phoenix saga we never got. Right. Uh, instead, and it could have been scary. It could have been interesting, man. But they threw him away. They threw everybody. That, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. It way. felt like a, a bad version of Civil War where they just wanted a fight with where none of the ramifications were going to matter, though. So let's kill everybody. And it's like, how does Wanda come back from this? She doesn't. But the, how did she get there that far in the first place? I didn't understand. Like, <laughs> when did she turn into that? And if that was the premises of the movie right off the top, then we needed to see, even if it was a flashback or something, but, some sort of context for how the Darkhold completely corrupted this person who we'd spent movies and series. But then, with. I, then that would have been cheap to me because it's like, I want to see you make these decisions and deal with your actions, not that you were possessed and then by the end of it, you're not possessed and so we can just go on being Avengers. It's like, I didn't, 
I don't know. I guess I don't know. But but to have neither equation actually playing out, what just did not work for me. Man. So we get to Doctor Strange. It's like we got to stop her. The only way I can stop her, he's going to do that dream walking thing. But he's going to go into the corpse that died in the beginning. So we kind of get zombie. What if? But not really. Which was fun. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. It was cool. cool. It was, it was yeah. the coolest part of the film. Look freaking great. He's there and he's fighting Dark Strange. But they're throwing musical notes at each other. That's so weird. The climactic battle. It was Fantasia. Was like, was, it was Fantasia, Chris. It was so weird. I was so confused by this, man. And I'm sure it was a good idea on paper. It was weird. What? Was it? Then, you know, he, uh, then Dark Strange introduces the third eye and blah, blah, blah. He has whatever. I was kind of dozing off at this point. It's fighting to stay. I'm fighting to stay awake during a Marvel film. Um, and during the Multiverse of Madness film. During the, was, the climax of the Multiverse of Madness. Dude. There was more multiverse in the Loki series than there was in this. There was more multiverse in the dump I took this morning. I was like, <laughs> how did these components meet? <laughs> wow. wow, like, wow I, got, I got a little oh, Chinese food. I got now a- listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I, I don't want to hate on this film entirely. No, there was... The the combat sequences were pretty dope. The CGI effects were incredible, obviously. Okay, I got to jump in. Benedict Cumberbatch was killing it. Yeah, Rose okay. is killing it. The acting, Wong's cameo was probably the best it's been in any of the films. Combat sequences was mad generic to me. They were, but they were fun. They're eye candy, and they look good on the big screen. Now, what do they look like 10 years from now? I don't know, but they look good today. The monster was fun. The giant eyeball tentacle creature, the way he cut the bus in half right at the top of the scene was fun. The way he incorporated the zombie element of the film was fun. There were a lot of fun elements. And the movie itself made no damn sense. You know what? No, I'm I'm on a rant, dude. Stop me. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, we came off such a high off of Spider-Man. Yes. I wonder if we never had Spider-Man No Way Home, how would we have interpreted this movie? Because yes. we got we got Professor X, we got the X-Men in in the MCU. You know, we got Reed of, of Fantastic Four that seems to be like awesome. But I think we'd be more pissed off. I, I think we'd be having the same version of the I, conversation. I think No Way Home makes it so we know Marvel can do it. But if we didn't have No Way Home and this was their first multiverse movie, we're like, yo, stop. It wasn't really a multiverse movie. But if this was their first suggestion to doing it, we'd be like, stop, don't even bother. The problem with this was there was no relationship. When Professor X rolled up with all the palpable capability that Patrick Stewart has and we're getting a joygasm watching him roll on the screen, I'm like, yo, this is awesome. And then there was nothing. Nothing. Only the depth of his performance gave depth to that character. Fan service never works. No. Though John Krasinski was Reed Richards because he's been a fan cast for like a decade to play this guy. That's why he was there. Just because fans wanted him there. Black Bolt's only there because of a failed Inhuman series. And wouldn't it be great to give this guy a second go? There was no character there that needed to be there. Whereas in No Way Home... Andrew and Toby needed to be there for yes. Tom Holland's story. Correct, correct. They needed any of those characters for change and not change the story. What was so great about No Way Home, since we're talking about that now, which is better content, 
Not yeah. only did those cameos push the story forward, they gave a uh, they gave completion to story other story arcs from the multiverse that yeah. were otherwise left open ended. When Andrew Garfield's Peter saved MJ, it wasn't oh just isn't this a cool shot? No, it had nothing to do with how cool it was. It was cool and epic because we knew what he was redeeming himself from. And yes. even if you never watched The Amazing Spider, if you have no idea what happened to him, you know something happened by seeing his performance. You know that it wasn't just a cameo for fun's sake. Yes, and the reason right. why we didn't have someone like Hugh Jackman in this and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise we didn't have happen because Mission Impossible and COVID and all that stuff. He would have gave nothing to the material. No, no, no. the fan cast. Exactly, but, well, Tom Cruise could have been incredible, but his... Character couldn't have been thrown away like all these characters were thrown away. If you if 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 Hugh Jackman had walked in as Wolverine and then he was just frivolously thrown away like Patrick Stewart he was, been. he would have just been. A, yeah. I mean the uproar of seeing someone like though you put these characters in a movie like this to push the movie forward, not to oh we can have it. To me, it felt like Zack Snyder killing off Jimmy Olsen. No. There's no consequence. <laughs> it's not like that. It's happened. like, eh, we can do it. What's it no. going to matter? It's Jimmy a multiverse. Olsen. It doesn't matter. I can't say Jimmy Olsen, Professor X is, I can't say just like. What I'm saying is it wasn't earned. It wasn't earned because you were connected to source material. Here, it just wasn't earned. Whether you know X-Men or not, it was pointless. It didn't do anything. We stopped the movie to introduce them individually. We yep. stopped the whole momentum. Yeah. And then Jack. Momentum. That, that, that's a bold statement, Lawrence. Momentum. You know, wasn't <laughs> Jack, you mentioned a little far back about a flashback could have like really helped things. That's why Professor X is in this movie. Oh my he goes God. in her mind and we get to see what the hell is really going on, Wanda. What the hell is really going on, Wanda? That was your moment. And we would have been like, wow, that's why that character needed to be there. It's the only way we can fully understand. Oh, look at that. That would have actually helped so much. It would have saved the movie. I don't know if it would have saved the movie, but it would have helped. We went, yeah. Almost nothing would have saved this movie unless they just made a different movie. (laughs) But if if he went in her mind and they found some way to pay dividends to WandaVision in her mind, we would have went on that road. Costumes look great. Yeah. The yeah. cape was fun. I liked how we got the patch on the back of the cape this time. Um, let's see. What else did we like? I like. Uh, well, I thought I really enjoyed Wong in this one. I love the yeah. fact that he's actually the Sorcerer Supreme now. You know, that was fun. I feel like it's a throwaway, Jack. When I see Wong as Sorcerer Supreme, I'm like, I don't know what that means. This movie was so <laughs> anticipated for me that I, you know what? Here's the problem. No, you know what? Wait, wait. I want to 40- ask you. When you talk about Wong, I want to go back. What is the Sorcerer Supreme? Like, what do they do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because Wong to yeah. me, because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the crystal. Yeah, he's not in this. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I learned something so valuable on our 48th episode. I learned that, or maybe it was our actually it was our 49th episode. I learned that. I might be the problem to the way I absorb a lot of this content because I have context for the content. And perhaps if like a friend of mine watched last of the Mohicans recently 
And she'd never seen the movie, but she read the book and she hated the movie because it wasn't the book. I was like, what are you talking about? She's that's like, not why you don't like this movie. I know. That's my point. My point is I have problems with stuff like Superman snapping necks or Jimmy Olsen getting shot because I have context for the rest of the canon. But when the four of us agree. Yes. Or when the three of us agree, like the Batman, we didn't agree. We don't agree about a lot of stuff or we find things where you like, okay, I got you. But when we're all like, well, well the reason why tomorrow war, <laughs> we're all tomorrow warring this. Absolutely. Well, the, the reason I was going to say, here's the difference. I am basing my experience with this film based off of the MCU content, not the comic book canon. Right. And they just didn't pay homage to themselves. And this is where I would say this is why you're not wrong as well is because I'm not watching this movie based off the MCU. I can watch, if you give me heart, I'll let you guys fix the continuity later, but give but me. There was, no, there was no relationships. For me, that's the issue. You can't just throw CGI and fights at me and right. then give me this father-daughter relationship that's not earned. If this movie's about Doctor Strange, then what is it that this character needs from this hero's journey? Because that's all it is. Whether it's continuity in MCU, whether it's a standalone DC, whether it's anime, you're watching this hero go on a journey because he has to be different by the end. E emotionally, morally, what or the opposite, he's broken. What changed for him? How is he different? And then in the end, the reason why Christine and Rachel McAdams is here, because he has a moment where he says, I do love you and I pulled away because I'm scared. And I'm like, that's all you can, you have to shoehorn that in. That is the only thing you can give the lead of this movie, a change that's not justified by the journey he actually went on. Wasn't what the movie was about. He just saw Christine single here, so I want to shoot my shot. It was, right? It was what the What If series was about. That What If series was incredibly compelling. Episode four, <laughs> the Doctor Strange episode. Specifically episode four. And, and literally, it was what the heartbeat of this Doctor Strange conflict was about. And Resolve it. For anyone who ever loves so, like any multiverse TV show, movie, uh, crisis, comic books, whatever it is, the whole point of a multiverse is always to eventually see a version of yourself that is different. And not just evil different, but this is the one that lost her. This is the version of you that did become, like, we didn't see different versions of Stephen Strange that would push our Stephen Strange, Stephen Strange to a change. That's the whole point of the multiverse. I think you're right. This movie wasn't about him. It wasn't. Unfortunately, it wasn't about the person who it might have been about either, though. This movie wasn't about much. It was about action and CGI, man. I hate going back to it, but I love it. No Way Home. The Peters made Peter change. They're yeah, the ones that made him go. Toby's Peter showed him who you can be. And Andrew's Peter showed him what happens if the grief takes a hold. And it was only a few moments where we got the reason why they're there. Yeah. We got the reason. Honestly, then, this movie could have been more compelling without all the cameos, but just give us different versions of the strange and Wanda, maybe. And where the hell was Vision? You know what, Jack? When you first said Vision, I'm like, we don't need him, but you're right. There would be a Vision in one of these worlds with them kids. Right. Absolutely. The whole Absolutely. point. Her whole point of Wanda vision <laughs> was vision her vision. missing maybe, maybe vision. Maybe Paul Bettany was like, y'all got to pay me now, baby. Yep. You know what? Would that Marvel didn't have money to put Paul Bettany in it? 
the problem here's why Paul Bettany was not in it. It's the same reason why I like Hugh Jackman wasn't in it because they weren't going to decimate his character frivolously for no reason. And the only reason we went to that multiverse was so she could kill everybody. And I think he wasn't in it because the movie is called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when the movie desperately wanted to be WandaVision. It desperately wanted to continue the arc. Yeah. Because it's kind of what it was but not doing. So if that's what we're doing... The problem was WandaVision actually gave resolution and WandaVision gave her back her morality. Mm-hmm. And they threw all that away to do this film. They but then didn't. at the end, now at the end of the movie, she learns the error of her ways because America brings her to the world where her kids are and they allow their, her kids to see her for the monster she is. And she sees her kids are scared of her and it wrecks her. And it was actually a beautiful moment. That moment I was like, I really wish the whole movie was building towards this because this is the movie. This is the character change. This is, I went too far. Oh my God, what am I doing? And she kills it. And in and, and that moment, she realizes the error of her ways. She sees the Wanda that's there and that Wanda shows grace to her. And she's like, you know, they will be loved. Like, I understand your pain. That's the movie. And we get to see Wanda deal with a version of herself who hasn't experienced pain. That's the multiverse. It should have been about Wanda. Doctor Strange was just a vehicle, but we spent too much time with him. That, and, then, and then Wanda self-sacrifices herself at the end to fix things, and it's like we had this arc already, and you threw her away for what now? Now, do you think she's done? Now, is Wanda done in the, in the, well, the MC? Wanda we know. And that's, As listen, you can't, that's past the point of redemption. Loki... Sure, was it horrible person, <laughs> but he was never past the point of redemption. You're, this you're, you're only as bad as your moral compass. So if I'm watching you do things you know are evil, and you're not that kind of person, I'm like, you can't go. Loki, we're watching him gain one, so yes. we're okay with it. That's, that's, it's like, a, that's a great point. That's a great point, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if if that's what happened with Wanda in this, then we need a context to 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 root for her being put down. Dude. I was just trying to understand what was going on with her the entire film. I don't, and you only have so many female heroes in this entire MCU, and you're getting rid of one that's the, so compelling. One of like, the coolest? Dude, she's in the age of Ultron. We see her and her brother are like freaking tortured and abused. She does something in Civil War that kind of sparks the whole thing, and she's questioning her ability as a hero. She loses her freaking love of her life and creates a whole world to cope with her grief. Like, this might be the most compelling outside of Peter Parker MCU character, like, with, with crazy depth, if you want to go there. And you turned her into a Sam Raimi monster. Yep. You know, crawling and creeping and, and doing all this stuff. But it's like, no, she misses these kids that aren't even real. How heartbreaking is that? But that's the other reason why this movie was hard. If you didn't watch WandaVision, then you have zero context for the kids. Zero. So where the hell was Vision? Vision needed to be in this film. Jack, you killed it. He's the only thing that gives you stakes if you miss WandaVision. Because if you miss WandaVision, I don't even know how you get in this. Or even remotely almost care. And WandaVision isn't about her having the kids. It's about her having the family. Because her husband is Vision. It's about Vision. This movie made no sense. Look... Paul Bettany needed to be in this film. 
I think they just missed, you know, we're going, we're, we're tearing it up because they just missed a huge opportunity to take the MCU in the, in the new direction in the new, you know, continue the new phase. And they just missed it. And it's just a disappointment. Well, I think, I think they're telling us what the next phase isn't going to be. And it's not dealing with the multiverse. Like we kind of closed. Yeah. We don't need to open the door. It's not even compelling. No, it's a non-factor. It is what it is. But like Jack said, we're tearing this apart because we have so much invested in this thing. We're like, what, 28,000 movies in by now. Right. And when you see amazing actors with an amazing director feel like it's just there, it really makes you go, are you just throwing candy at me because you know I'll eat it? Because you know I'll watch every Marvel movie because I need to know what happens in the next episode? Or you- I, I need to go to the dentist at this point. Dude. Um, so that's our take on it. I know we're a little all over the place, but if you watched it, you you understand. And you understand hey, why. or and there's people that love it. I'm reading people saying they love this movie. So hey, you might completely disagree with us. And I would love to hear comments when we post this thing on Instagram. Chris, what are you recommending, man? Do we have any recommendations? I do have some recommendations. Thank you, Jack. Yes, I do have some recommendations. I have some fun movies that were based around magic. Mm. No particular order. Now, I did consolidate some of the series because, obviously, I'm not going to list every Harry Potter movie, but I put that... So, my number one entry is the Harry Potter series. Great series based upon magic. Mm-hmm. Number two, another series, Lord of the Rings. I'm a big J.R.R. Tolkien fan. Great series based <laughs> upon magic. Yes. Number 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 three is Willow. Ooh, is it bringing back? Yeah, is he bringing it back? I hope so. I hope so. It's awesome. And my last Willow breakfast cereal. Really? I know they had the toys. I remember they had everything in the eighties. Everything they 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 went crazy. They had everything in the (laughs) eighties. Number four, Pan's Labyrinth. Wow. Yeah. 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 And then my last one, no particular order, but a fantastic movie based around magic, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Kalimal, Kalimal. Yeah. He pulls out the guy's heart. I love that movie. That was my first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I add honorable mention before we run out of time? Absolutely. Go ahead. Hocus Pocus, man. <laughs> We're supposed to get a sequel. We're getting a sequel to Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is dope. Oh, was dope. The kid in Halloween, that joint was dope. But uh, yep. I thank y'all so much for listening, man. We are having a good time doing this. You can catch us on social media. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Three Brothers, and a shout out up on Facebook too. Leave a review. It helps the algorithm. Subscribe, download. We'll see you. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace. <laughs>